Today's daf is daf Lamedalid. It's very interesting. From the beginning of this parak until the end, has really nothing to do with Sota. I'm almost going to see no references to Sota, but tangentially we got into other things, and uh, so from now to the end of the parsha parak, we're going to be dealing with these things. So let's take a look. We're holding about uh, uh, 10, 10, 12 lines from the bottom. Tanur on Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis. Alright, Tanur Abbanon Ketad, Sayyadin. How did the Bnei Yisrael cross over in the times of Yeshua, the Yarden, the Jordan, into Eretzisrael? That generally, every day they were traveling in the Midbar, they would first, the, there was two flags, actually two, two legions, they were, they were divided up, three tribes on each side, twelve total, three, three, three. So first the, 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 the legion, the Yehuda moved, it was in front, then to the, on the right side was the, the, the group of Ruvain, and Rachelon's Degel means like the legion of each one, and so they would move, and then the Machel Levia with the Aaron would move. When they crossed the yard, and that's not what happened, they put the Machel, they put the Machel, the, the Aaron first, the Aaron crossed over, and then everybody was, the Aaron, the Karnim, and then was behind them. So I'm going to say this as follows. By Yom, on this day when they crossed over, Nasa Tchila, the Aaron went first. Shenema, hine Aaron Abris, behold the uh, Ark of the Covenant, Adon Kola Oretz, of the Master of the Land, over the Vnechem passes before you. And each day it used to be the Levim were the ones carrying the Aaron. But in this case, it was the Kahanim actually that carried the Aaron across the yard. And Kahanim says when they placed their feet, the, the, the soles of the feet of the Kahanim uh, uh, went into the water, so it talks about the water, the, 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 they dried up and they were able to cross. Right, uh, the social says there were no say Aaron Hashem. That day, the Kohanim were the no say Aaron Hashem. Time to learn the Rabbis of Yisrael. There were three times that there was a deviation that Kohanim carried the Aaron and not the Levim. Like we said, when they went seven times around Yericho and blew the chauffeurs and the walls collapsed, there was also the, uh, the Kohanim carrying the uh, the Aaron, Como, when the Aaron was brought in the days of Shlomo Melech, brought back to the Kodesh Kadoshim for its final resting place, was also carried by the Kohanim. In the days of Eli, when Shiloh was destroyed, it was captured by the Plishtim, and they sent it to Kiryas Yarim. From there, it went uh, somewhere else, and then ended up in Ir David, and then from Ir David to the, uh, the uh, Beis Amigdash. That last leg was carried by the Kohanim. Kevin should, uh, Nitbalu Ragle Kohanim, a mind, when their feet were immersed in the water of the Arden, Chazra Maim Lachareim, the waters receded backwards. Now, unlike the crossing of the Yamsuf, the Yamsuf, there was water, uh, on both sides, so the way it split was that a path, a twelve paths, were created, and there was a pot, there was a pillar of water on both sides. The Jordan River doesn't go like that because it runs. It's called the Bamias. There's the, uh, tri- the it runs into the Yarden and it runs downwards. So in order to dry it up, you only have to create a pillar of water on one side because when you've now created that pillar of water, it automatically will dry up because the rest of the water keeps going, and now you have the space in which. They, uh, they were able to go through. So as opposed to the, uh, the Yamsa, which was a pillar, here was only on the one side coming down. And, but now what happens if water is running down, 
then and, and, and it becomes it keeps going higher. And the question is, how high did that pillar of water go to allow them to continue walking through without getting without being washed away or being drowned? So why is it like this? So let's see it inside. So the as it says, when the carriers of the Aron came out of Yaron to the Yarden. So this the, the, this is the the, the prophet that says that nitkulu uh, v'seamayim uh, they touched the edge of the water vayarim and stopped and and vayamza amayim ayordim milamala and the waters from above ceased came to came to a stop and kamu nod echad and they became one pillar kamagovin shomayim how high was that pillar shneim asar mil now the girsa I think it's from Yuma is it doesn't say al shneim asar mil. We're not talking about the width. We're not talking. We're talking about the height. It was. It became twelve mil. Now we know twelve mil was the way. By twelve mil was the encampment of the Jewish people in the midbar. So according to Kenegad Machane Yisrael, according to the encampment of the Midbar, Yehuda. So Yehuda learns. We're going to discuss this in a moment. But they crossed over. The way they crossed over was the way they were encamped. And so he learns. And therefore, since the encampment was twelve mil, the height. He sees the correlation. The height of the water went up also 12 mil. So I'm Rabbi Lozer of Shimon. He says, that, that's not a good calculation. He says, according to your understanding, right? Let's take a look. He says, what moves quicker? Does a person move quicker or does water move quicker? What would you think? Water. Water. So if water works quicker and there's 12 mil of, of people to cross, the pillar that gets backed up Lechora has to be higher than 12 mil if the water is running at a faster pace than the than, than, than the people. That everyone hear that? Right. How wide? Right. Like okay, let's, let's, let's not get complicated over here. Right. So therefore, so Adam Kalim, Mayim Kalim, what goes quicker? So Abe Omer Mayim Kalim, same came by Mayim the Shodfin also. We're going to come up once it hits twelve mil and it doesn't get solid anymore. Then the water would come over the top and drown them. It had to be higher than twelve mil. Ella Malamach Ayu Mayim Nidgah Nidgashin Vaolin Kipin Al Gavakipin. The the water got piled up wave after wave. Yeser Mishalosh Meos Mil. It was came even higher than three hundred mil. Adshiro Osan Kol Malchem Mizrach Amarav, and it went so high that this natural phenomena, which supernatural phenomena, was able to be seen by all of the kings in the to the east and to the west. Shenemer Mori, the kings of the Mori that were in Eretz Canaan, they saw this tremendous phenomena. They didn't know what it was when they heard what it was that the Jordan had come to rest. And was, 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 was made solid to allow the Jewish people to cross over. I said, by Ebrayad and Yama on the western side, the Amori heard about it, and the Malchat Kanani, and the rest of the, uh, the Kanani kings that were Asher Yama, I guess, were encamped around the Mediterranean. As Asher, who vish Hashem es Hayarden, they heard how Hashem dried up the Yarden, the of the Jewish people, Ad Avram, until they crossed over, by Yama's Levavam, and their hearts melted. Became terrified. They lost their 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 spirit to fight against the Jewish people because of this miracle. Now, even though the I think the Mashal points out, it says they heard. 
But we said they saw. No, they saw this phenomena, but they didn't know what it was. When they heard, and they put two and two together, then it struck them, and they became terrified, and they lost that spirit to fight against the Jewish people. And also, Rachav Azona, she'd want to help the two Meraglim, the two spies that were sent over by Yeshua. I think it was Kalev and, uh, and Pinchas, was it? Who was it? Kalev and Pinchas? The two of them. Right. Amra, Lishluche, Yeshua told the agents of Yeshua, he that everyone has heard how Hashem dried up as Yamsuf, the waters of the Yamsuf, and also the Yarden, Nishma, and it says, and when it was heard, our hearts melted, and we're not able to stand up against the Jewish people. That's right. So, Odam the Yarden, now while they were still in the Jordan, before they crossed over, they actually, I guess they were waiting, and Yeshua comes, and Amal and Yeshua, he says, guys, before we cross over completely to the other side, we all have to accept the following condition. What's the condition? Do you should know. Al Meatem over as a yard and why are you crossing over the yard to drive up the drive out the inhabitants, the Knani from the land. Hashem instructed that you will drive out the inhabitants of the land of Mechem. If you accept to do this mutav, then great. But if you don't accept this condition, the waters now will uh, come and drown all of you. Now, the Pazagan say Oschem, it says Osichem. The way it's written is Osichem. So my Osichem, why is it written like Osichem? Osiveschem. My sole purpose here is to lead you to drive out the people. If you refuse to drive out the people, then the water should drown, drown me as well because there is no purpose a melech below am. There's no purpose for a leader if he doesn't have anyone to lead. Alright, now, the while they were still in the Jordan, Alam Yeshua, Yeshua said as follows, and we're going to see actually from the Psukim, it's clear that they harvested 12 large stones twice from the Jordan. One was, uh, was the stones that the, the, the Kohanim stood on while they, they crossed. And the other, and, and what they did, and they, they took those stones and they erected a monument at the banks of the Yarden that should be a, a zecher for the great miracle that took place at the Yarden. The other stones were the ones we learned about yesterday that they took with them to, uh, uh to Argrizim Har Eval. They built a Mizbeach from it, they offered Korbonus on it, then they dismantled it and took it back to spend the, when they, uh, finally, that night when they were in Gilgal, where it was, for 14 years, there was gonna be the Mishkan, and they put them, they, 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 those ones that covered with plaster, and wrote on it the trans, 70 translations, and they remember, remained there as a Zecher, for the miracle of the yard, and let's go on. So it says like this: They said, therefore, Amalam Yeshua, Rimulachem Ish, each person should lift to themselves. Evan Achas, one of the stones, Al Shichmo, place it on his shoulder. Lemisbar Shitei Yisrael, according to the tribes of Israel, means twelve of them. The Ksiv Lamantias, those owes the Kirbechem, and this should be for you a sign in your midst. Ki Yishalun Benechem, when your children ask Machor tomorrow, Lemor, Ma Banimayilu, what are these stones? What are these monuments? Lachem for you, and Simin Labani will be signed for your son. Shabru Abbas is a yard, and the children crossed over the Jordan. Odam the Yarden, while they were still in the Yarden, Amalhem Yeshua, Sulachem Mizem, This is the second harvesting of stones. from under the legs of the the, with the station of the Kahanim. Hachein uh, 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 You should prepare. 
12 stones, havartem osam imachem, and you should cross them over with you, binachem osam bemalon asher talinu boalayla, and you will place them in the, in the, in the lodging place where you will sleep tonight. Now, you might think in each and every lodging that they have, they had to put down stones. No, it's a specific one that you're going to end up spending the night. That's the one you're going to encamp and make encampment. That's the one you're going to be there for 14 years. Some say it should be Rabbi Yossi, because Rabbi Yossi's father was Chalapta. He says, Abba Chalapta, my father Chalapta, how can you call him by the first name? It's discussed. Anyway, Rabbi Eliezer and Masya, and then Rabbi Eliezer and Masya, and then Rabbi Eliezer and these are great Chanoyim. Amdu al Avonim, they stood on these stones, they found in their generation still they had these stones, they will just stand there, the, uh, uh, by the way, Har Grizim Har Eval, you can actually go to, but this wouldn't be Har Grizim, this would be Gilgal. Har Grizim Har Eval is, by the way, is in Aza. They, they've identified where they are, in, in, in Shechem, because it's by Shechem, remember, it's, uh, anyway, but this is, this is, uh, Gilgal. Veshirum kol achas v'achas, I'm not sure if they found the ones by, in, 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 uh, in, uh, in Gilgal, they found the ones by the yard and the stones. They actually found these stones, these, these are Tanoim. What's that? The these Tanoim. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant... No, the mountains themselves, I think they've identified even today. But these stones, I don't think they have the stones anymore. But anyway, it says like this. They found them, that, uh, and, the, uh, uh, and they measured, they weighed them. Shirum, Kolakadar Shkula Karboyim saw 40 saw, that's hundreds of pounds. Means each person was able to carry these hundreds of, hundreds of pounds stones one person on their shoulders. The Gemiri, and we have a tradition, we'll see why this tradition is important, and segues into the next piece of Gemara. The Ta'una, the Madli Inish, the Kasve, that a, a burden where one person can carry on his shoulders, interesting, Tilsa the Ta'una is a third of the weight when two people do it. Meaning, let's say, one person can carry a hundred pounds, so two people carrying a package will be able to carry... 300 pounds. It's, a, it, it's a two people. It gets a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, How do we know it was one? What's that? How do we know it was one person carrying? It says, Al Kasse, on one shoulder. He told Yeshua, told him each one take it on his shoulder. Right. Anyway, now why is that important? Um, the tune, uh, so therefore, like this. So, in is the Kasse, it's the uh, that's what, uh, it's, it's a third of what two people can carry together. Now we can calculate the eshkol. The eshkol was the cluster of grapes that was carried by the Meraglim to see how heavy it was. The positive is it was carried with poles with two. Now, one pole by definition will require two people. So why does it say they carried it with poles with two? Right? The fact that it says they carried it with a pole, any of dash Vishnam doesn't mean they have two. So Matamadlan Vishnam, so what does that say with two? It actually means Vishnay Motos, there were two poles. So there was two poles. So there was two poles, how many people did it take to carry the large cluster? Four. Four. Right. Amrab Yitzchak Yitzchak actually Turtani, the Turtani, the Turtani. There was a, uh, uh, what does it translate Turtani as? Uh, uh, it, it was, a, 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 it was a, a burden and a burden under a burden. Now, the way Raj explains it means that actually it wasn't a, 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 that, 
it wasn't a burden that with four poles, it, uh, with, with, with uh, two poles, it actually required four poles. And the way Rashi explains it is, they had parallel, two parallel poles. If you take a look at the picture in the art school. There are two parallel poles. And then there was a, diagonally, there were two poles under those two poles. It means it's a burden under a burden that supported that. And in each corner of those, that diagonal was another four people. So really, the amount of people it took to carry this large cluster was eight. Eight people took to carry this one cluster. Now, how do we know it was eight out of the twelve spies? The Gemara is going to tell us. But the point it's trying to make over here is that you can imagine how heavy it must have been. You know, one person, we calculated, could have, carry these few hundred pounds. And when it's two people, it triples. Well, what about if it's eight people? So you can imagine, just even a sense of how large, how much blessing the land of Israel, how fertile must have been to be able to produce a cluster that was had to be carried by eight people. That's the point here. All right. Ha-Ketzad. So therefore, what does that come out to be? He says, Shmona nosu eshkol echad. Eight were carrying one cluster. Right? Why is it eight? So how many, how many spies were there? Twelve. Now, the, each, one, one was needed to carry a pomegranate. Needed one person to carry one pomegranate. One person to carry one fig. Okay? Now, that leaves... Ten. We're going to see Yeshua and Kaleh did not do any carrying. We'll see why. Which leaves eight. So that's the eight were remaining for the... I guess there's no free rides, right? So therefore everybody had to do something. So eight had to carry the remaining cluster. So that by this time the spies had already conspired to... Well, they, are, they were bringing this back actually as a to disparage the land of Israel to say, can you imagine what the people must look like that are, have this kind of fruit, right? Instead of flipping it around and say, look at the bracha of Eretz Yisrael, they turned it around and turned it into a, into a negative. Okay, let's go on. Moses followed. Uh, so therefore, Echad Nosa Eshkol, one carried a, Echad Nosa Rima, one carried a pomegranate, Echad Nosa Tzaino, one carried a fig, Yeshua Kalav Lo Nosu Klum, they did not carry, why not? Zibayis Embishum Dechashivi, one is because they were the most prominent, so as a covered, to them, they didn't have to schlep. But Ibai some say, actually, no. They knew it was being taken for a negative purpose, and they did not want to be involved in the transportation of something that was going to be used as a negative. Right. And the water circles back to what we had in Machlokas before. What was the Machlokas before? We had the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that said that it was 12 mil high. That the waters are 12 mil high. And uh, who was it who would disagree with him? Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who was it who disagreed with him uh, before? Rab Sh- uh, who was it? Rabbi Lazar Rab Shimon. Rabbi Lazar Rab Shimon said that no. He says that, that they don't move at the same pace. It had, had to be over 300 uh, rocks. One says like this. So there's a Machlokas Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yismanach in understanding the Machlokas Tanoim. Chad Amr, the Dibra of Yehuda, one explained that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the way they went camped, that's the way they crossed over, and they was that the pace was similar, and therefore the pile must have been twelve mil high. That was their Yehuda's understanding. And according to Rabbi Shimon, they didn't go. According to Shimon, they didn't travel in the same uh, uh, the same way they camped. They actually did it single file. Now, if you do it a single file, then what's going to happen? 
It's going to take much longer, and that's why, the, 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 according to him, it was over 300 mil. That's one understanding of the Machlokas. The other Amoraic understanding of the Machlokas is this. Is There's no argument. They both agree that they travel, they cross over the way they were encamped. Now, the way they were encamped is the 12, uh, was, was the 12 mil wide, 12, right, 12 mil deep, and that's the way they crossed over. So what's the argument? The argument is as follows. Is Marasavar Adam Kal, one holds that, 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 that actually, that it says literally it's written like that, 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 that man actually is much quicker. Right? We'll have to see what I mean, man is much quicker. We'll see which one. Well, Marasavar Maim Kal, one says the water is much quicker. Now, the water is much quicker actually was the wording of Rosh Rab uh, Shimon. Since the water is much quicker, therefore, it's not going to go up 12 mil. It's going to go up much higher than 12 mil. But it means man is quicker. In this circumstance, means man moves faster, which he can match. He matches the same rate. He's able to walk. Goes why? So Mephoshim explained over here because remember it's true. Water going downhill will travel a certain speed, but over here, the water come to a stop. And miraculously, what was happening is the water was going upwards, going upwards. That pace, man is able to go at the same pace as the water, which is why it's able to be twelve mil. Okay, how this works uh, scientifically, I'm not sure exactly, but that is, that, that's the argument over here. Let's keep going. Let's circle back to the Miraglim. Hashem said to Moshe, Shlach Lecho Anoshim. He didn't say just send agents. He sent Lecho. What does Lecho mean? For you. For yourself. So, Amrei Shlach, Shlach Lecho Midaicho. It means that Hashem said, I don't want anything to do with this. You want to send them? Like, for you means like it's on you, right? It's like, it's like it's, you know, if you want to do it, go ahead and take care of it. Now, the Chiyadam Zeb, Borochelik Rala Atzmo, would a person choose to do something that is inimical to him? It means what, what the Mephorshim explained. It can't be Hashem instructed him to do it. Because it wouldn't be right for Hashem to instruct him to do something that the outcome is going to be negative. Now, even though Lecha, we have Lech Lecha, right, where it means Hashem is standing and telling him it's going to be good for you, that can't be what it's over here. Because Hashem would not instruct him, you have to do this, if what? If it's really going to come out being something that's inimical to him and the Jewish people. Therefore, over here, you have to say that what Shlach Lecha means, Hashem is saying is, I'm not having any do with this. If you want to give in to them, it is on you to go ahead and do it. That's what it means over here. Behind the Dersiv, and that's why it says that Moshe Rabbeinu, in, in, in Sefer Dvarim, when he's recounting all the things that, that happened, it says over there, Ve'yitav that your request was, uh, I, was found favor in my eyes. The emphasize in my eyes it was favorable, but not, yeah. not in Hashem's eyes. Now obviously Hashem would have instructed him to do it, and Moshe made that statement. And they will go investigate for us the land. The one points out, From the get-go, they were not looking out for the weakness of the land in terms of, let's see how to conquer the land. They were looking they were to disparage the land. 
they were coming up with ways to disparage the land that they would not have to go in. Whatever the explanations are, not for now. So therefore, how do we know by Yichburu teaches us that? So it says like this, They will go and investigate for us, find out the weaknesses of the land. The Chafra Levana says that the sun, uh, the moon was embarrassed, the Boshachama and the sun was, was shamed. But you see, by Yachburu, it means embarrassment. They're looking for the embarrassment of the land. We're looking for things to deprecate the land and not go in. These are the names of the people. So I, I understand it's like this. There's actually twice their names. The more seems to be learning why is that to mention us in it. Also, why do we need to know the names of the Miraglin? Generally, we don't mefarsen names of people that do wicked things, right? We don't go around Shem Rishon Yerkov, but it's telling you over here the names actually gave us an insight to what the uh, characteristics. Uh, the characteristics and what they what they did wrong. So Moran says like this. Uh, so it says like this. Ve'elish Moshe l'matzer Ruvein, the tribe of Ruvein was Shamua ben Zachor Amrav Yitzchok. Davar Zeman says that then we have the following tradition in our hands and our descendants from our forefathers. Meraglim al Shema Seim Nikro. Their names actually reflect their negative, their 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 their, their terrible actions. From this Masorah of all twelve, oh, ten of ten of the twelve of the names, we only have one of them. We only have the first one. What was Soser ben Michal? Why was he called Soser ben Michal? Soser, Soser, he tried to undermine the actions of Akadosh Baruch Hu, and and or he did undermine. Hashem wanted him to go into the land, and he undermined it. And why was he called Michal? This is actually euphemistic. It made himself poor. He weakened himself. He doesn't want to say that about the kale. It's mach kale. They don't want to say that, so it doesn't say it about Hashem, but he weakened the, 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 the right. We can also, we also figured out another one of the twelve. Nachbi ben Vavsi. Why was he called Nachbi ben Vavsi? Nachbi shehichbi dvorosh He hid away the words of Hashem, the words of Hashem to go in and how wonderful the land is. He, uh, he, he, he hid that away. Uh, he, he, uh, he covered over and Vavsi Shapisa Almedosov. He trampled over. He stepped over the characters of Hashem. He, Hashem. He made it seem like Hashem does not have the capacity, Rachman Olatzlan, to be able to take us into the land and be successful. All right. Very interesting. It says they went up in the west, uh, in the south, and it says Vayavo. That's singular. And he came to Hebron. It should say, Vayavo, ooh, they came to Hebron. Why does it say, he came to Hebron? Vayavo, mi boy, that's what it should say. Amarovah, melamed, shepiresh, kalev, ma'azaz, ra'avdin. That kalev not only physically separated from them, but he was able to overcome the uh, temptations and the counsel, the evil counsel of the Miraglim. And he went and he lay down in, in Hebron where the Abbas are buried. He said, My fathers, please pray on my behalf that I should be saved from the counsel of the spies. And therefore, that's why it says that he, he only he went. Yeshua did not have to uh, go and get this additional uh, prayer to stop from the temptation because he wasn't affected by the temptations of the council of the because he already had that protection. Why did he have a protection? Moshe had asked Hashem to change his name. Right? That like that Yeshua Far Bikesh Moshe Moshe already asked on his behalf. Allah mercy Moshe He changed him to Yeshua. Ka Yashiacha Hashem shall save you from the council, the evil council of Muraglin. Behind the and that's why the Pasik says this is a Pasik in Bamidbar. It says Ba'abdi Kalev Hashem Lords his servant Kalev 
Eker because Hoiseruach Acheres Imoy. He had a different spirit than the rest of Raglan. He did not give in to his evil counsel. He overcame his evil counsel. Even though he was tempted, he overcame. Now why is it only praising your, uh, Kalev? For that, because Yeshua never had that temptation, because he already had that protection before he left. Okay, now it says when he got to Hebron, it says the Sham in Hebron, the <coughs> the three great uh, uh, giants. And what, why, why are the names Achiman, Shesha, and Talman? Achiman means the notion of Meyuman. He was the most important of the three. Sheshai, why was he called Sheshai? When he walked, he created craters in the land. Now Rashi asked the question, how do you see from the word Sheshai that he created craters? Which word, as he says, it could be Shesh is, is, is pillars. Yet his, his, his legs were like pillars that when he stamped down, he, he created craters, the Rashi suggests. What's Talmai? Shemesim is the Aretz Flumim Flumim. He made furrows that connect, right, in the gland when he walked a huge, uh, what, now the, the, the Gemara, I think in Yuma, so it takes out the word Dabar Akhar. It's not another interpretation of their names. It just happens to be a fact. Is that Acham, Achiman Bona Anas. He built, he, uh, established the city of Anas. Sheshai Bona Alash. He established the city of Alash. And Talmai Bona Kalbush. He established the great city of Kalbush. The next part of the project is they were Yelide Ha'anak. They were the children of the great giant. The word Anak also means a necklace. Right? The word Anak is a necklace. So why are they called the children of the, of the, of the, of the necklace? Because they were so tall that when they walked, it looks like they wore the sun around their neck. Like a necklace. That's why they were children of the necklace. They made the, the sun into a necklace when, in their, because of their height. Now, the Apostle then continues... Hebron. It gives us information that at first glance seems to be useless information. Who cares? It says the Hebron Shevashan and Nivmaso. It says Hebron was built seven years before what? Before Tzon. Now we had this in Suba saying more. Now why do we need to know that Hebron was built seven years before Tzon? There's two problems with it. We're going to see. It would seem the custom of the day is the father would establish cities based on his children. Now. Um, Mitzrayim uh, was, uh, was, was, was older than Canaan. No, not Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim were sons of, of Ham. Ham uh, I think Mitzrayim was his second oldest son, and, and, and Canaan was his fourth oldest son. And therefore, how could it be that Hebron, which is the land of Canaan, is being established, which is the fourth son, before Mitzrayim, which is second son, which is the Gemara's question. So my name is, what does it mean it was built? Elam and Nimrus means actually it was established. Evsha Adam Bona buys the Nokotan. Do you build a child, a house for your younger child? Kodam Nagoda, before you build one for your older child? That wouldn't be right. The Shiv of Necham Kush with Mitzrayim put the Canaan. So therefore you see Kush Mitzrayim 2, Canaan is 4. Ella, what it means, Nivned means something else over here. Ella Shahaisa Mevuna al Achan Meshivaton. It was seven times more fertile. Mevuna means that it was more fertile, more productive than Mitzrayim. Now we're going to see that it really teaches us an important information that we need to know. Right? Because in terms of rocky land and land that, that is not great for planting crops, the least fertile is Hebron. 
And, 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 and even so, even though the Hebron is the least fertile of Eretz Yisrael, it was still seven times more fertile, more productive than so on, which is the most productive and fertile. That already teaches us a big shrach, a big praise of the land of Eretz Yisrael. That's what it comes to teach me. The Kavri Bar, Shekhbe, actually they would bury people in Hebron because they didn't want to use the land for pride, for crop produce because they had much better land in other places. There's no uh, praiseworthy land outside of Israel more than Egypt. Hashem was like the garden of Hashem there's no better land so on. How do we know that it says like this that, that the, that the uh, king of Israel sends a delegation to go ask the royalty of Egypt to come and help him in his war efforts against the uh, uh, Assyrians. And it says, where did they go? They tried to find them. It says, Ki Ayubit, so on. They couldn't find them because they, the royalty, were in so on, sort of the officers. Afil arrived because that's, that was like the best land. They were hanging out in like the choice land. So you see, so on is the choice land of Egypt. And even so, and even so, still Hebron is seven times better productive than so on. Was Hebron really full of rocky and, and, and land that could not be planted. Is that true? was At the end of 40 years, and this was the ruse that uh, Absalom pulled over his father's eyes and he rebelled against him. He said, I want to go down and bring Carbonus. And actually what he went down and he went and he inaugurated himself. He started the rebellion, but he told his father, I want to go down and bring Carbonus. From, and you want to get the animals from Hebron. Why do you want to bring the animals from Hebron? Because you're going to see the certain type of animals were really choicest animals in Hebron. Now, in order to have choice animals in a place, you obviously have to have grazing land. If you have grazing lands, obviously the land can be fertile, fertile right? It can't be just rocks. Someone says, like this, it says like this, Vayomer, Avshalom el-Hamelech, Avshalom said to the king, no, I'm going to go down, right, and I'm going to get animals from heaven. Amrav Avio, Vitem, Rabbi Barachanan. Shahalach, Lahavi Kvasim, we went to get sheep, Mikhevron. The time we went to rise, the Elim in Moab, that the best rams come from Moab, and the best Muslims come from Hebron. So therefore, that's the question. Someone says, no, actually, that's you, the answer is right there. Why did they use it for grazing lands? They obviously used it for grazing lands because they didn't want to use it for, for crops because it wasn't as good as the rest of the land in Eretz Yisrael. So it actually better than Mitzrayim, it's true, but it wasn't better than any of the other lands, so they delegated for grazing lands as opposed to using it for crops. I mean, no, from there, the idea of the Kalisha artist, since it was weaker in terms of, of, of production of crops, so therefore, after Raya, they would use it for grazing land, and, and the Shaman Kinyana, and the, the, the sheep would come out very fat. And we'll stop over there. Yeah.